This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. I talked last time about race being a made-up construct, and we now have the architect of the made-up construct. His name is Carl Linnaeus. Carl Linnaeus, Carolus Linnaeus, he liked to dabble with the Latin, but he didn't just classify the races in four groups. He also created the blueprint for what we are now living in, right? So one would argue that Carl Linnaeus was a scientist and he was just doing it for scientific reasons. But in this book that I'm reading, Passionate for Justice, a book about Ida B. Wells, written by Catherine Meeks and Nib Straup, they actually said that um, he didn't do it for biological or scientific reasons. Carl Linnaeus and others who, of course, um, jumped on the bandwagon, did it for power reasons. They did it because they wanted to dominate people. And the only way you can dominate people is by making the people that you want to dominate feel like they should be dominated. And the only way you do that is by indoctrination. And so they wrote it in books. You are inferior. And here, here's the scientific data. Look, you're a black person. You're a homo after. You're a homo after, and that means that you are not equipped to rule yourself because you're slow and you're negligent and you're cunning. But guess who can rule you? The homo europaeus, who's inventive and they know about rules and rights and laws. And also the homo americanus, who's tenacious and free and ruled by customs. You don't have that, so we need to rule you. And how do we get that message out? Okay, you put it in books. We know the power of that. We know the power of that because of the Bible. 2,000 years later, whoever wrote that down is the person that gets to tell the story. I'm not saying the Bible's not true. I'm just saying whoever wrote that down gets to tell the story. Whoever wrote it down gets to tell the story. And who's the story going to benefit? Who wrote it down? Now, how else do we indoctrinate people? Images. Yes, so we use the media. So we got to control the media so we control the story. We control the books, we control the media, we control the stories, we control how you get those stories, we control the narrative. And then we'll put it in a movie, and we'll put it in song. So I've often talked about D.W. Griffith, Birth of a Nation, a demonic film released February 8th, 1915. It was screened at the White House by President Woodrow Wilson. It was touted as one of the best films ever made. It was one of the best films ever made because it was so powerful in its imagery of white supremacy and why white men needed to ride on horses to protect the virtue and the sanctity of white women from those dark, evil, devious, simple-minded blacks. I actually looked at the pictures of the black people in Congress, those first black people. Please Google search them. Those gentlemen, those, those statesmen, those beautiful, brilliant men, they were not barefoot eating watermelon in Congress. Just quite the opposite. They were some of the most regal, intelligent people that ever were in Congress to this day. But that wasn't a depiction in D.W. Griffith's movie. He had them eating chicken, fried chicken, and watermelon, and ruining the country, and raping white women. They're raping our women. Does that sound familiar? Yes, it does, because it is, it is propaganda powerful propaganda. It was powerful in 1915 and is powerful in 2019. It's powerful. But how else do they get you? They get you young. I was thinking about this today. I was thinking about Goldilocks and the Three Bears. 
right? And I actually went, did a little research. And Goldilocks, originally, the, the original story of Goldilocks is about an old woman, an old, dirty, filthy, ugly white woman who's an outcast from her community and her home. She stumbles upon this beautiful, well-kept house by these three bachelor bears, and she comes in, she trashes it. And it is a cautionary tale about not, you know, being such a horrible, ugly person. But this writer named Joseph Kundal decided to remix this story in 1849, and he makes the protagonist a little girl, a little beautiful girl. He said because children prefer an attractive child in a story rather than an ugly old woman. And this attractive child, Goldilocks. She has gold blonde hair. Now, if my little black self is reading this book, what am I to think about myself? What am I to think about myself? As written in this book, Passionate for Justice, they say that the system that was set forth by Carl Linnaeus, it, it, was class, it was to classify whites, especially white men, so that they would internalize their superiority and believe that they are superior. But it also worked, it also worked to internalize the inferiority in those that were not white and also for those people to believe that white people were superior, but also that they were superior because they were ordained by God to be in that position. How deep is that? How deep is that? And you got 400 years to play this out. If you're like me, you get a lot of joy out of giving. I love to gift. And I just found this new gift idea called Fab Fit Fun. Actually, you could do it for yourself, but I love to sign people up. I just signed up my mom and she got her box and she's really excited. Now, what is Fab Fit Fun? Fab Fit Fun? Go to fabfitfun.com. It is a women's lifestyle subscription box filled with full size premium beauty, lifestyle, fitness, home, and tech products sent straight to your doorstep each season. And they take the hassle out of shopping doing it yourself. Each box is customized to your specific interests. You have to go through and do a little survey of the things that you like and don't like, and then they pack it up and send it to you. So I did that for my mom and she was really excited. And I can't wait to do this for a couple of people's birthdays as I'm already thinking about it. So go over to fabfitfun.com and it's a seasonal subscription box, full size beauty, fitness, fashion, lifestyle products, retails at $49.99, but with my code, and by the way, all of the things in the box retail at over $200, more than $200. But when you use my coupon code, this is Karen, this is Karen, you get $10 off your first box. So that's $39 at fabfitfun.com, fabfitfun.com. Use my promo code, this is Karen, and you get $10 off your first box. Please let me know what you think about it as well. All right, fabfitfun.com, check it out. Damn. Think about it. Well, in this case, 200 plus years because he did this in the 1700s. But I'm sure the groundwork for Carl Linnaeus's work was way before 1738. But he was able to put it in writing and then put it in a book and then share that book in universities throughout this country and then high schools, and et cetera. But then I also want to point out today, uh, Disney, one of the most powerful, important figures in our history, particular cinematic history, cartoons. He was one of the greatest cartoon peddlers of all time, but he was also one of the greatest peddlers of racist propaganda. You think about it. You think about it. Even before Disney, you know, you had the Big Bad Wolf, Big Bad Wolf with the three little bears and the Big Bad Wolf with Little Red Riding Hood. Black, 
black wolf, cunning wolf, cunning, hmm, cunning, deceitful, all the things that Lenny has pointed out about who, black people. And then Disney doubled down. We see the crows. Remember the crows? I done seen a, a, I done seen an elephant fly. The crows. And that one of the crows was named Jim. Jim Crow. Who's that associated with? I done seen an elephant fly. Hmm. In his first movie, one of his first movies Disney uh, had was Fantasia. In this movie, um, there was a character named Sunflower wh who looked like a pickaninny, um, half person, half, I guess, per, I'm putting up air quotes, a little pickaninny with the little Farina-type braids and just real subservient, like like a mammy type of figure, more like, um, who was the, the um, not mammy, but the other one, um, I don't know nothing about birth and no babies, that one. That's what Sunflower was in Fantasia. They ended up removing this character uh, from, from the movie in, in the mid-1960s. But if I were growing up in this country in the 40s and 50s and I saw this and, and I would go to see, see a movie and see this, it would, it would galvanize in me, inculcate in me this notion of inferiority if I was a black child, and it would embody and embolden this notion of superiority if I were white. Because Fantasia, Fantasia, beautiful blonde, Fantasia looks like me. Doesn't look like me, you understand? Then of course, Mickey Mouse, uh, so many Mickey Mouses, but uh, Mickey Mouse uh, racial things. Um, but he had this, this character called his man Friday, who was a slow, dumb uh, person that looked like a monkey, right? Speaking of monkeys, Jungle Book. Jungle Book, which Disney uh, adapted. Rudyard Kipling, the great Rudyard Kipling, who wrote the poem If, uh, also did the Jungle Book. And he never had a character named King Louie, but Disney put King Louie in the Jungle Book. And King Louie, he wanted it to be Louis Armstrong, and I'm going, 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 sing, dum, 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 dum. And he was a, jam a singing and dancing and kafooning, kaboon, you know, a uh, monkey. He was an ape who talked like a black person. Disney, how powerful to put these negative images of black people in cartoons that we laugh at, that we, we, we praise, that we love, and how indelible, how indelible are these images that to this day I can remember little rascals with Stymie and Spanky and Farina and Hey Goat Hold It and I don't know, I don't know, Buckwheat Otey. And then the Blue Rascals, you had Abin Costello, uh, and they had the cannibals with the, 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 monk, the, the, the jungle Africans with the bones in the noses. And these were, I grew up watching this on television. I remember it. I remember laughing with Farina and Stymie and Buckwheat. And, I, it, and, and, and then there were all of these other images, and this is where we get a sense of self. And we didn't get to see a black woman of dignity until Diane Carroll, until Diane Carroll. <laughs> played Julia. It's the first time we got to see a black woman, and she was a single mom, right? We didn't really get to see black people until they moving on up, you know? We didn't really get to see black people until the Jeffersons, black people with agency. But that was comedy, right? That was comedy. So you had the junk man with Fred Sanford, and then you had George Jefferson, and that was comedy. And it wasn't until the Cosbys that we got to see a complete, whole, full family. But even that was an over-exaggeration with the doctor, father and the lawyer, mother and all of the beautiful, wonderful children and they all were to go to college and then they spun off into a different world and we all kind of got to see that there was another world of black people out there. But that wasn't full enough and I'm grateful to be alive long enough to see, you know, Thursdays with the complicated uh, Elise, Annalise Keaton and of course uh, Scandal and, and Grey's Anatomy that have black doctors and owners of hospitals 
Thank you, Kenya Barris, for, for your depiction of blackish and grownish. I, I appreciate it because it gives us a full spectrum. And, and Lena Waite and Donald Glover and so many others that I know I'm, it's a Ray and others who are putting out content now that we get to see ourselves, but also they get to see us. We're not the boogeyman and we're not uh, homo after. We're not. We're not slow and cunning. We're not negligent and ruled by caprice. We're not capricious people. We're not any of those things. But when you get to tell your own story, then you get to tell your own story. And that's why, again, the pen is mightier than the sword. So I love that I'm a writer <laughs> because part of that allows me to speak like this on this microphone. And I want to just thank you guys for, for being here and for joining me and for supporting me. Follow me on Twitter at Karen Hunter. On Sundays, I pick a question with the hashtag podcast. Ask me anything. Till next time. <laughs>